1: All right, we are getting in the holiday spirit here on Outkick the Morning, but unfortunately, not everyone is expressing the most positive of sentiments. The cheerleading team at Coastal Carolina getting a whole earful from people who are being critical over them being in bathing suits on the beach. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, We're going to get into it. There was a viral photo that went out and has now been deleted, so that's a story we will get to. Plus... So much more. We've got two great guests on deck as well. Outkick the Morning starts right now. (music) Hello, everybody. Good morning. It's Thursday. We are literally steamrolling through this week, aren't we? One more day, and then marks the holiday weekends. Everybody, I hope you have some fun plans lined up. Again, I'm going to go see my family. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to just veg out. I'm super excited to eat. I'm super excited to drink some red wine. Uh, Being Italian, Sicilian, uh, we have traditions in my family, uh, as many people of different nationalities do. Uh, We celebrate what's called the Feast of Seven Fishes. So that entails a whole spread of different types of seafood. Uh, You have seven to be exact, sometimes more. Different varieties of pasta will be on, on the table, and uh, the best charcuterie spread you've ever seen in your life. So I am super excited. Uh, okay, let's get into our first story. Uh, I don't even think I introduced the show. I don't know if I need to introduce the show. I have a feeling you know where you are. Uh, but if, if you got lost somehow, welcome. This is Outkick the Morning, and I'm Charlie Arnold. Uh, so let's get into it. Obviously, I am feeling the Christmas spirit. Many people feeling the same way. Uh, although, one thing that could knock you out of the Christmas spirit if, if you're headed home to see your family and you're on a flight full of illegals, maybe that would knock you out of the Christmas spirit. That's actually a story we're going to get into later on in the show. But first, I want to get to a photo that has tons of people's panties in a twist. Take a look at it, and I will describe what you're seeing here. This is the Coastal Carolina cheerleading team. They're in their bikinis because, well, they're on a beach. So that's generally what you wear when you're on the beach. And they are posting with the head football coach, Tim Beck. Also, you can see the school's mascot. Uh, they are getting ready for their bowl game against San Jose State. So that's why they're all on the beach. This is not like some random vacation that a whole group of women decided to take with the very jacked football coach and the mascot. That would be strange. But this was a, a school event, right? Uh, okay, but this this photo has drawn so much criticism That they decided to delete the photo from their account. The Coastal Carolina football team's account decided to just delete it. People, of course, you know, like to get outraged over nothing. They were calling this inappropriate. Uh, And I just, I'm not understanding. I would just tell everyone that they need to relax. Everything's going to be just fine. Listen, like I said, it's not like the coach took all of these girls to some romantic getaway without their parents knowing. This was ahead of their bowl game against San Jose State. So they're all on the beach. It's just a fun photo. Not to mention the mascot is standing amongst all of them. I mean, if you're on a romantic getaway, are you taking the mascot with you? I wouldn't think so. The most inappropriate thing, honestly, about this photo isn't the girls in bathing suits. Isn't the fact that you've got Tim Beck posing among these very fit women. It's the fact that the mascot is wearing Crocs. And in taking it even a step further, the mascot is wearing socks with his Crocs. That's the most offensive thing about this photo to me. But listen, there are plenty of things to be upset about these days, and we can call them out for what they are. I mean, there was gay porn that was taking place in the Senate building. That's something to be upset about. But weirdly, people aren't that upset about it. Unless you're watching Fox or looking at conservative media on X, you're probably not even hearing about it. Um, Or how about the fact that Democracy is fully at stake, uh, with Colorado disqualifying Trump from the 2024 ballot, at least at this point in time. Again, not so much outrage unless you're watching or listening to very specific voices in the media. Um, So that's all I have to say about that. People like to be outraged about all of the wrong things, but let's get the um, opinion of someone else. We've got Clay Harbor back. He was with us a couple of days ago, so let's bring him back in, see what he has to say on the matter Clay, everyone likes to be outraged, but it feels like they get outraged about all the wrong things. When you saw this photo, the girls in their bikinis on the beach, the football coach was there. Uh, but because they're they're ahead of the bowl game, were you offended? Did you feel like this was inappropriate?
2: I think you hit the nail on the head, Charlie. If, if the coach decided he wanted to take the cheerleading squad on a romantic getaway to some island beach and he's posting it for you know the world to see. Okay, that might be a little bit inappropriate. He They're at the bowl game at the beach. This is a destination they're at. They don't go to all the time and they all happen to be on the beach. If you've ever been to a beach, men have their shirts off, women are in bikinis, and that's just how things are. So in my opinion... You said it. There's nothing inappropriate except the, the socks and cracks. I don't care if you are a mascot. That is never acceptable. And in that photo, the only no, thing that I thought was acceptable was the socks and cracks.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was uh that was offensive to me. Uh but actually <laughs> Clay, we have an update on the photo, and we also have one more guest that's going to be joining the crew this morning. That would be David Hookstead, OutKick contributor. Uh, He's got an update for us as far as the photo is concerned. So, David, come on in. Tell us what you know.
3: Well, uh, Charlie, thanks for having me. I spoke with the mother of one of the young women in that photo uh, yesterday at length. We had a lengthy conversation. And she was really in a state of shock over the outrage directed at her daughter, the coach, and everyone else in it. And she said she thought it was being used to slander Tim Beck. And furthermore, this was what I found really interesting. She said as soon as the bowl game was announced, the entire dance team ordered matching bikinis, and they planned a bikini Tuesday at the beach, which is where this photo later occurred with Beck and other members of the team were there as well. So it was completely harmless. These young women were so excited to get to Hawaii. They had planned this whole thing out, and how does the Internet react? I mean, you can see right there on your screen, they're literally all wearing the exact same bikini. They react by freaking You know what? Out, here's it's, what I- Sorry, go ahead.
1: It's actually funny that you say that because I didn't even – Register that they were all wearing the exact same bikini like th- you just brought that to my attention and you're right like it- this was clearly planned. It wasn't just some spontaneous outing. They-, they knew that it was happening. They all bought the same bathing suit and they were clearly planning a photo op. I thank you for bringing that to my attention. It's so obvious, but I think a lot of people probably would have missed that, too.
3: Yeah, and that that just goes to show there's no malicious intent here at all. And here's what I would say. If you're outraged by a group of young uh, college dancers in bikinis and a football coach taking a photo, number one, you need to lighten up. But two, let's be honest, you're probably just jealous. I would love to see the girlfriend or boyfriend of anyone complaining. I don't see a lot of other attractive women complaining. It's people who live in their basements. So it is what it is. They hate hot people. Uh, what can you say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they hate talk people. It actually um is weird that we're even talking about this. Like, this just feels like a non-story, but it is a story. And I don't know what that tells us about where we're at in twenty twenty three, but um I would I would like for twenty twenty four to produce less of this. Do you think that's gonna happen? Or you think it's gonna just keep going down this silly road? Oh,
3: we we've entered a path that reverse doesn't exist in any Charlie. Well, welcome to chaos central. This is the way it's going to be.
1: Okay. And then the coach, I guess, was asked about it at the press conference as well, right? Did he have a remark about what was happening or shed some light on the situation?
3: Yeah, he did. He said that it was just a spontaneous event. He had no intent one way or the other, and he wasn't going to get into it much further. And I credit him for not apologizing, because if he'd apologized for that photo, that would have been the most spineless thing imaginable. So good for him for not doing that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Clay, you were on The Bachelorette. I'm sure that, you know, there was situations like this where you were. I mean, I guess The Bachelorette. So there was only one woman, uh, but, you know. We've seen we've seen uh, past episodes where I guess it's The Bachelor and there's all the girls uh, in their bikinis and skimpy clothes. I don't feel like anyone's freaking out about that. What's the difference here?
2: You know, I'm not really sure what the difference is, but uh, you're right. I, I looking the picture, it just looked like an episode of Bachelor in Paradise. I got a little bit of PTSD uh, thinking you know <laughs> somebody was you know back on the beach filming, drinking margaritas. But there's honestly nothing to get offended about but i i have heard that uh you know working out and exercise has become a little racist lately and maybe the fact that everybody's in pretty decent shape could be triggering to some people i don't know i'm trying to figure it out myself but uh you know I, first of all the coach is jacked i'm impressed it, coaches don't have much time it, their 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 schedule yeah. is ridiculous as a college coach there's no time and this guy's pretty fit, dude. Nothing wrong with the picture. The the dance team decided to take a, a photo with the head coach. Obviously, they're they're on a destination for the ball game. I put it back up on the Instagram. The coach should put it up on his personal Instagram feed just to, you know, trigger some of the people offended by this.
1: Well, we're gonna continue down the path of hot people. Uh, I know that this might be triggering, David, like you said to some, but we've got to get now to Tom Brady and Giselle Buncheon, both of them very hot individuals. Uh, they obviously divorced uh, last fall. I think it was October of 2022. It became official. So now we're more than a year out, and Tom Brady posted a rather strange message to his Instagram. I'm going to read it for you guys and get some reaction He said, be proud of the man in the glass, the personality of a person, the ways of a person, his thoughts, his deeds, his actions are all based around his heart. For what is a man? A man is his heart. A lying, cheating heart means a lying, cheating man. A loving, merciful heart means a loving, merciful man. Okay. There's like a lot more here. Um, I don't, it's, it's all just feels a little redundant to me, but you guys get the gist. What is he trying to say here? Uh, This is actually, um. This quote was attributed to Muhammad Ali, but I don't know. It feels like there's something more to it. Uh, Clay, being that you have starred on shows that, you know, drive the storyline of love, I'm going to go to you first. What what do you think he's trying to say with this post?
2: You know, I was, uh, when I signed with the New England Patriots back in uh, 2016, um, it was, right when Tom had been suspended for a situation that was called deflate gate. And that was a, uh, a I've a heard time of it. When, yeah. When, um, you know, the Patriots organization was uh, penalized for deflating footballs and Tom personally missed four games. So I played five games that year and four of them, three of them were Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, one of them was with, uh, um, I don't remember the quarterback's name. That's bad. I mean, one of them was with Tom, but so I don't think he's alluding to anything with the with the cheating stuff. I think Tom just wanted to share a quote. I mean, he's a he's a motivational oh, type okay. guy. He's a guy that uh, you know that wants to inspire people, and so I think Tom was just sharing something. Probably had maybe one too many glasses of wine. Felt like throwing out a nice <sighs> quote that maybe touched him a little bit out there in the world. But uh, it is a little cryptic. It, is a little, it makes you think a little bit, okay, is he trying to say something here, or is he just sharing a quote that he right. likes? But uh, I'm going to go with this is just a quote that he likes, that he heard and he felt like he should share, you know, knowing Tom. That's probably what he was doing.
1: Okay, that I, I I can get behind that. I feel like, yeah, maybe it has nothing to do with his relationship. Maybe it's more of just something that he felt when he read it, and it resonated with him for whatever reason it might have been. Okay, I, I can get behind that theory. David, do you have a different one, though?
3: Look, I don't know if he was alluding to I like to conspiracy cheating. theories. I- Come at
1: me with any conspiracy theory you possibly can
3: like i said i don't know if he was alluding to cheating or 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 if maybe like clay said it was just motivational but here's what i do know adult men shouldn't be writing novels on social media uh, with cryptic (laughs) messages is he a former nfl player or is he a 13 year old girl who got internet access for the first time i'm not frankly sure charlie if you see me post about (laughs) my feelings and cheating and my soul take my phone and throw it into a river and don't ever let me have it back tom have more self-respect, my man. That's not what social media for. You're not supposed to air out every thought in your mind. Uh, it's cringe. It's just cringe. Stop.
1: Uh, that's actually really funny, and I'm I, I do agree with uh, with that rationale. I it makes me think of the girls on social media that will post a photo that has nothing to do with the They'll throw like some you know, motivational quote in, uh, along with their bikini photo, uh, as like a justification for posting it. And I'm like, these, these just don't go together. Like just, just leave off the motivational quote and, and post the thirst drop. It's fine. We all know what you're doing.
3: Well, I, I know a girl who loves to post Bible verses on her very, uh, revealing bikini photos, which I've always found to be quite, quite mysterious and strange to me. Those, those don't seem to mesh at all.
1: No, uh, those two things don't go together. Um, Okay, let's let's keep going, because actually this segues great into Livy Dunn, Uh, obviously a very attractive girl, college aged. um, So, you know, not 13. Uh, She's definitely out there posting. I don't want to call them thirst traps because she's a gymnast. Uh, A leotard is her uniform that she wears in her sport. Uh, She's obviously got a great body, uh, so she should be showing it off. She puts a lot of work into it. She's having some troubles because she believes that she might be being shadow banned on TikTok at this point. She has 7.8 million followers, and there was a point in time when every single video she would post, it would receive millions of views. The worst case scenario, a million views. Not bad, right? But unfortunately for her, now that's not the case. Her last four videos have failed to hit the million views mark, and she only has one video in the past three weeks hit the two million views mark. Now, as far as I know, I do not believe Livy Dunn is losing popularity. I mean, I think she's probably only gaining traction. I mean, the the insane amount of money she's made through NIL, the partnerships that she's involved with now, uh, she's at the height of her sport. Clay, do you think that there would be a reason why, if it is true? I mean, A, I guess, do you truly believe she's being shadow banned? And if so, why would that be the case? Because she doesn't seem to— you know, push any of those buttons that generally would get a person shadow banned?
2: I don't think she would be shadow banned because honestly, I was thinking about this. I'm like, she's not pushing any political agenda. She's not speaking out against anything. And typically when you see someone get shadow banned or, or something like that, it's typically for a reason like that. And her, she's just purely entertainment, you know, people watching her, seeing what she's doing, obviously the gymnastics stuff. And I think my personal opinion is it's, algorithmic changes to the app. And, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll be hot. Sometimes you're not. And uh, as a guy that's lived a little bit in the social media space with the partnerships and stuff, you know, I understand that's people's livelihood and that's their job. So whenever something changes and you know, that changes your money and I understand that's why people get worried about it, but realistically, I think it's probably just some al- algorithmic changes and she's just worried because she knows that she's supposed to get a certain number of views for her brands or NAIL deals or whatever she's doing. But I don't think it's a con- conspiracy against Livy Dunn. I'm not very familiar with Livy. Obviously, no, she's a gymnast, but I think it's probably just some changes in the TikTok algorithm.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, it is true. She's not pushing any political agenda at all. I mean, her vid- her content is very just fun, uh, very athletically geared. Uh, so there wouldn't really be a reason to be shadow banned. But it is strange, um, especially if if she is gaining popularity. Even if the algorithm were to change, that she wouldn't keep up with her, I guess, same amount of views. But um, yeah, I, that, that's that's probably a good explanation. David, do you have anything different?
3: Well, allow me to take you down a bit of a rabbit hole. Who runs TikTok? <laughs> the communist Chinese CCP. What do the dirty communists hate more than anything? American success. What does Livy Don represent? American success. She's a gorgeous young woman, and like very,
1: and very, very like good, good like homegrown success. You know what I mean? Like she's like a healthy girl. She's you know a blonde girl who's in the south. Like probably everything
3: that they hate. You're right. Exactly. And I think the Chinese communists, the dirty CCP, took one look at that and they said, no, 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 we can't allow the American success to flow like this. So they put their thumb on the scale. Hey, I'm not saying we got to go to war with Beijing over it, but we've always wanted a reason to ban TikTok and the communists, the disgusting CCP. If they attack Livy Dunn like this, all bets are off. (laughs) Do you think that if
1: she said to her followers that she was considering a sex change, she might get boosted?
3: Uh, Well, interestingly enough, TikTok in America does love promoting that. That's banned on the Chinese TikTok version over there. But you can promote transgender stuff on our TikTok. So actually, probably uh, if she came out and said that, she might get a short term boost is as weird as that is to say. Yeah, you
1: know, the uh, the Chinese version of TikTok is very different. I obviously have not been on it. But what I hear, they only push very educational content. Uh, things that will help a person to grow and get better, Uh, very much unlike our version of TikTok, where they push the most disgusting, blatant garbage uh, that does nothing but pollute the minds of young kids and gets them addicted uh, to the platform uh, so that they can't stop scrolling. Do you guys know what I, I heard the other day? There was a study that came out, I think it was by the Pew Research Center, and it was something along the lines of they, they found a percentage of children—I'd have to look up the exact number—that are constantly scrolling. And it's interesting because when you think of the word constant, I mean, that means you're always scrolling. And it was interesting because when you think about how I grew up, you know, because a lot of people want to say, oh, well, there was a generation that had television versus now they have social media, which is their choice of entertainment more often than not. You know, kids will just lock themselves in their room and scroll— all evening on social media rather than go out with their friends. I mean, I think a couple of years ago, there was even a school dance that was canceled because the ultimately the student body decided that they would all just rather be at home texting and, and, and on social media. That's, that's not something I made up. I know that sounds insane. Uh, this was a true story. This actually happened somewhere in the United States. Um, but they were saying about television being what, you know i guess more millennia, millennials grew up with rather than gen z growing up with social media but the difference you have to realize between tv and social media is that you have you had to have been in a certain place to watch television right and that was generally at home so you had to be at home to be consuming this form of entertainment whereas your phone you take everywhere with you so i could be at home i could be at school i could be at sports practice i could be i'm always on my phone So your access to this form of entertainment is never-ending, and not to mention on television, generally you would tune in for certain programs, right? Like I would watch MTV back in the day, or I would watch Nickelodeon, let's say, but there would only be certain programs that I would want to watch, and then once another program would come on that I wasn't into, I would turn off the television, and that would be it, and I would go read a book, or I'd go talk to my parents, or I'd go outside and play with my friends. Crazy, crazy thought these days, right? Just going outside and playing with your friends. But anyways, social media, there's a never-ending stream of content that you can consume. And because of the algorithm, it's personalized for you where you don't ever want to stop scrolling. It's a never-ending. You can never get enough, right? You're never satiated. There's always more where that came from. Um, So it really, for me, is just sad to see the state uh, that children are being put in. But it's because, David, like you mentioned, the CCP knows what they're doing. Uh, This is their goal to completely just ruin this younger generation and make it so that they're essentially brain dead uh, and not contributing members of society.
3: That's that's 100% correct. And like you said, on the Chinese version of TikTok, it promotes math, it promotes science. It's a lot of young men getting awards in the military, getting awards for academic achievement. Our version, it's people pranking people, being disrespectful to their parents, (laughs) being absolute clowns. That's what the algorithm rewards. That doesn't fly in China. And you really got to wonder why the CCP would tool the app to work that way. It almost makes you think they wanted to grade people in America on it. Weird how that works.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the pranking videos. Uh, Clay, I'm sure you've seen them all over the Internet. There's guys who will kind of just get up in people's faces, strangers' faces. And generally nothing happens to them. Uh, you know, people don't have the time of day or the desire to get like into an all-out brawl with some idiot who's just trying to, you know, put up a social media video. But what would you do if someone came up to you and got into your face, and it was one of those prank type videos? Would do you think that you would throw hands, like, how, or would you be able to keep your cool? I, I feel like I would probably have to punch the person.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I get to be a little bit confrontational in situations like that. And um, I think some at some point, something's going to happen with one of these pranking videos. And there's going to be a lot of the American public that are probably on the side of the prankster. But I'm going to be the guy, hey, this guy put himself in that situation, tr- trying to farm these views, trying to you know, get in the engagement on Instagram at somebody else's expense. And honestly, there should be a, a law against that. Obviously, maybe some form of entrapment. I don't know what you're trying to do with these pranking videos, but... I am 100% against those. And I think one of these days, something bad is going to happen to some of these pranksters. And for me, I'm not going to feel too bad about it because they've kind, they kind kind of have it coming, trying to farm these these views and at other people's expense. So I see it coming at some point pretty soon.
1: Yeah, there was actually a guy this past weekend that was pulling a prank at a college basketball game. And he tried to check himself into the game uh, for a social media video, yeah, I it, it was not successful, uh, but it's just the balls on these YouTubers or TikTokers. It's just it's getting to a point where like I'm we live in a pretty sad society. I mean, it, we just have to face it. Like this is David to the point that we were at at the beginning. I said, do we see this ending uh, or continuing into 2024? And you basically said, you know, buckle up, like this is. It's only going to get worse. I have a feeling also on this on this level, only going There's to no get worse. No
2: consequences. There's no consequences for no. any of the pranksters. It's just like people wondering why crime is ri- rising in inner cities. It's funny that you could see the correlation of crime rising with the lack of consequences for, say, criminals or people that steal. If they know they're not going to get caught or any type of consequences, you're going to keep doing it. So, I mean, it's it's to me, it's pretty obvious. It's just common sense. But I think some people have a hard time actually uh, seeing that you need to have consequences for things that people do that are not good. And unfortunately, I think our uh, society has kind of went the other direction there and forgot about, you know, you have to have consequences when people do things that aren't right.
1: Well, I want to talk about the crime in this country because there's something going on. And actually, Ashley St. Clair from the Babylon Bee is the one who started exposing this. Um, she's been talking about it on her social media for days now, and it's blowing up. Uh, she just did a uh, X Spaces with James O'Keefe last night. And I think it got like 25,000 viewers. She was just on Fox and Friends this morning, actually, as well, talking about it. But I've been following the story that she posted as of this weekend. She was on a flight um or maybe Monday, she was coming from AmFest, the Turning Point uh, event in Phoenix, coming back to New York where she lives. And she was noticing, as she was getting ready to board her flight, that there was just tons of illegals that were also getting ready to board the flight. And they all had their bags from the processing centers, which is how she was able to identify them. It wasn't like she just was like, oh, this is someone from a different nationality. I mean, she wasn't, you know, she there was evidence that these people were actual illegals. And not only... Were they getting flown on a private flight, a Delta private company, which, you know, of course, that's taxpayer dollars. Delta is not just flying them for free. So that's us paying for illegals to fly from Phoenix to New York or where else they decide to go. I mean, I'm sure it's up to them. They could probably choice destination. Not only were they getting their flights paid for for free, but a lot of them were getting premium cabin seats. So you have illegals who are coming into this country and they're getting flown first class to New York City, it's unbelievable. Uh, and she went even further to say that now, after she's posted this online, she's getting tons of feedback, a lot of it being anonymous, um, or there's features on X now which allow people to change your voice. You can actually speak to people uh, anonymously. Uh, it's a very interesting um, feature that X has, has put into it. Uh, she's hearing from pilots from all different companies, Delta, American, all of them and they're saying that this is happening on all of the planes and that it's a it's a really big threat because they're not able to have the proper security or health screenings ahead of time so you could be on a plane with someone I mean I don't know they they could potentially be a terrorist you don't know who you're on the plane with but this is something that keeps happening more and more uh, not only is it a threat to security to your health you don't know what 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 kind of diseases they're bringing over but additionally, This is taxpayer dollars that are allowing them to go wherever they want. Uh, David, when you hear stories like this unfolding, uh, this is just one more layer to the migrant crisis that we're facing in this country. They said December alone, we're going to be a record. It's going to be a record setting month. 300,000 illegals will have crossed over the border into the United States in December alone. Uh, What's your reaction to hearing all of this information?
3: Yeah, so I. Number one, our border is an absolute mess, and we all know it. And, and that is its own that, – that's the base root of the problem, right? If we're going to allow people to flood over, who are they? Let's not forget terrorism is roaring in the Middle East. We know for a fact people on the terror watch list have been stopped at the border. If we stopped them, how many did we Yeah, just we stop? yesterday, how-
1: David, just yesterday, two, two guys from Afghanistan – were stopped coming over from the southern border. Uh, They were stopped and I guess had to undergo further screening. But yes, to your point, we don't know who's coming over. It's not just people from Mexico and in Latin America coming through the southern southern border, but continue.
3: But having said that, my big point would be we have all these these sanctuary cities that happen to be thousands of miles from the border. Chicago, New York, I believe DC is a sanctuary city. If we're gonna have people cross the border illegally, The first place they should go are to cities that (laughs) love to preach about accepting them. Send them to New York City. Send them to Chicago. They made themselves sanctuary cities. They should bear the brunt of responsibility. Of course, as soon as the immigrants or illegal aliens, whatever you want to call them, get there, the mayors of those cities flip out. Well, that's pretty hypocritical because you broadcasted to the entire world. You would welcome these people with open arms, but you did that because you never thought they'd get there because they'd stay in the southern states. And now that they've showed up, it's a huge problem. So they bit off more than they could chew, but you wanted them. Take as many as you can get.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Clay, you you live in Chicago. What are your thoughts on this, that your city is being overrun by illegals?
2: Yeah, it's sad. Uh, you know, a bunch of my friends have businesses here, restaurant owners, uh, bar owners, uh, owners of businesses, and, and you see that it's affecting a lot of the paying customers are moving out of the city and the demographic is changing because of these rules. And as sad as it is for me from Chicago, born and raised in this area, to see what's happening to the city, it's a good thing because people are finally starting to come around. You know, Brandon Johnson, the Chicago mayor, is putting up shelters next to schools, next to, and these are undocumented people. You don't know who they are. And a lot of people in the community that voted for him are saying, hey, we didn't vote for this, we didn't want this. And I agree. It's about the flights. Sad, but I love what Governor. Well, they did. They
1: did vote. They did vote for it. Unfortunately, when you put a guy like him in the position of leadership, uh, preceding Lori Lightfoot, uh, you do vote for it. So
2: yeah, and unfortunately now they're starting to see that this isn't what we wanted. We voted for this. This isn't what we wanted, and it's starting to open up a lot of eyes. And I 100% agree with Governor Abbott, what he's doing. Chicago is now saying they're sanctuary city. They're now impounding buses that drop off the illegal immigrants that are flooding the border. And so so now the governor of Texas is flying private charter planes in to Chicago to drop them off at O'Hare Airport. Now there's tons of uh, illegals sleeping at the airport. They're sleeping on the sidewalk. It's just, it's terrible to see. And I think what's going to happen here is is you see that Chicago, Illinois, is one of the top moved out of states and cities in the country for the 10th consecutive year. I saw that last night. And this is going to keep happening as long as these these policies stay in place. People don't want, they're worried the crime is rising, and this is not a time to bring in a bunch of undocumented people who you don't know who they are to a Place that has had a lot of issues to begin with. So people are starting to come around, though. So there, there's the one light in, in a lot of dark here is that the fact that a lot of people that voted for Brandon Johnson are starting to see these policies don't work. Well,
1: all I know is I'm getting on a flight tomorrow and I'm getting on a Delta flight. And that was the exact airline that Ashley St. Clair pointed out that she called out from her flight from earlier this week. Um, and I just I just got upgraded, actually. I got my free upgrade because I'm a Delta Diamond customer. So um, I'll be interested to see if my okay. seatmate, uh, so, maybe somebody that crossed the southern border, I won't be too happy about that. Uh, <laughs> I also know that I generally get to the airport last minute. I'm one of those people. I like to play the game. How how close can I cut it? And I end up, you know, ultimately sprinting through the What's airport. The and uh, probably. How you know, are you going? I have no idea, but but I have I have no I, I literally have boarded a plane, I think thirty seconds before the the doors were closing. um I, 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 i'm I'm cutting years off my life. I realize that. but now I'm also realizing that I'm not gonna be able to sprint through the airport anymore because unfortunately, the illegals are camped out all over the place, so I'll probably trip over one of them uh, as they wait for their free flights and free first class seats. So unfortunately, uh, I'm probably gonna have to change my tactics uh, as of tomorrow. Uh, okay. One policy. Let's 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 pivot a little bit into something a little more um, lighthearted. Chick Fil A, as we know, there's one day of the week that you always want Chick Fil A—that Sunday—and that's the one day you can't get it. Right? You always want what you can't <laughs> have. Well, now there is a uh, a law that may go into effect. A new bill has been filed in the New York State Assembly, and it, it it's looking to force Chick Fil A to offer to to be open seven days a week. And the reason behind this is because they want to require all food, be- food vendors that are at the rest stops along the highway to be available to customers seven days a week. And they're citing Chick-fil-A as the reason behind this move, because Chick-fil-A, obviously, the Lone Ranger in all of this, uh, they have morals, they have values, which is why they're not open on Sunday. David, I love Chick-fil-A. There's a lot of reasons I love Chick-fil-A. The food's delicious, we, you know, first and foremost, but also the people, the nicest— When you go in there, they always have a smile on their face. They address you in the nicest of manners, unlike, you know, some other places where you receive pretty poor customer service. But also, as as sad as it makes me sometimes when I want Chick-fil-A on a Sunday, I respect it, right? This is a a Christian-run company. There's a reason that they're not open on Sunday. Uh, This is a day to rest, not a day to work. Do you imagine that Chick-fil-A would say, you know what, New York, you're right. Because we're at rest stops, we're going to open seven days a week, or do you think this is the end, if this bill does go through, of seeing Chick-fil-A at vendors, at rest stops along the highways in this state.
3: It's, it's a great question. I don't see Chick-fil-A bending the knee whatsoever. They don't need to. They have their morals. They, they have the high ground. They refuse to open on Sunday because they believe that day, like you said, is for religion and rest. Let's be honest. This bill has nothing to do with keeping the vendors open seven days a week. This is really just a way to screw it to Chick-fil-A. This is a way to tighten the screws, make them feel pain. There are plenty of food options. I've driven around the highways in New York. I personally hate being in the state of New York. I I can't stand it, but I've driven around. I know there's plenty of food options along the way. The idea that one restaurant is going to make or break people's ability to eat is absolutely absurd. And guess what? If you don't want to eat anything else, pack your own lunch then. The idea that we should make Chick fil A bend the knee to the New York State government and be open on Sunday and break all their tradition and morals is
2: absolutely absurd.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, Clay, do you have any thoughts on this?
2: No, I agree with David. I think that it's up to them. You know, if obviously your restaurant, your rest stop people driving, you know, maybe they want some food, but this is Chick fil A. This is their business. They make the rules. They don't owe anything to the customers. That's what they believe in. This is. A religious policy, uh, Sundays a day of rest, also mixed with the fact that they don't want to overwork their workers. That's also something Chick-fil-A has stated. So for me, this is their restaurant. This is their policy. It should be wrong to force a business to stay open when they don't want to. It's like me, like when I, you know, I come home after uh, a long game or something, I want Chipotle at midnight. Chipotle has to stay open at midnight. Like, no, these businesses get to decide when they stay open and when they don't, especially when it is something to do with religious values, Sunday, the Sabbath. So for me, in my opinion, they they got to uh, let Chick-fil-A make its Mm -hmm. own rules there.
1: Yeah, it's also tough to find workers these days. No one wants to work, as we've noticed. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, the the hundreds of thousands of people crossing our border uh, from you know the South, they also, as we found uh, through video yesterday that was aired on Fox, uh, they also are not here to work. Uh, they have a certain script that they're given. Uh, they, they forgot their script, and, and they said uh, point blank to one of our reporters— or one of the Fox reporters, uh, that they weren't here to work. And, th- and then they ended up saying, oh, wait, never mind, never mind. We didn't mean that. Uh, but, yes, very <laughs> tough to find good work these days, uh, of course, especially around the holiday season uh, with everyone, uh, you know, that'd be the last thing on their mind. But on that note, Merry Christmas to both of you. I hope you have a fantastic holiday. I hope you're spending it with the people you love. And, you uh, you know, Chick-fil-A, I think we can, we can probably move past Chick-fil-A for the weekend. Maybe some, some home-cooked meals from mom would be better suited.
3: Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you, too, Charlie.
2: Yeah, Merry Christmas, Charlie. Merry Christmas, David. For me, that's going to be some sweet potatoes. I can't get enough of them.
1: Ooh, yum. That sounds delicious. That's not on the Italian. Uh, menu, but that sounds divine. So I, I can't wait to hear about it. My sister-in-law is
2: Italian, so I, we're going to my brother's house, and my sister-in-law is Italian, and her family's coming in, and her mom always has some amazing Italian dishes. So I get to experience a little of that, Charlie, and I'm with you. The, the, the Italian Ooh. food is amazing.
1: Yes, it is. It's the best of the best. La creme de la creme. Uh, okay, you two. Merry Christmas, and we will talk soon.
2: Thanks, Charlie. Bye, guys. Now, kick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned.
1: Okay, very quickly, uh, I've got a video that uh, is it warms my heart. You guys, I, I talk about manly men, the need to bring back the so-called toxic masculinity, which again, a farce doesn't does not exist. Masculinity is not inherently toxic. Uh, people love to say it is, but there's a girl, and and you'll notice by the look of her. Uh, she probably generally dates a certain type of man. In fact, I even think if you listen at the top of the video, she even dates women. So we, we, we know who she voted for in the 2020 election. Uh, but she went on a date with a guy that's outside her normal, you know, type. And she was completely blown away in the best way possible. Watch this video
0: guys, I went on a date this week and I felt the feminism leaving my body. I live on the east side of LA. And if you don't know what that means, it's sort of like the artsier part of LA, you know, it's, it's people say it's like Brooklyn and New York. Like, so I go on dates with a lot of men and women who, you know, live over here. There's always a negotiation about who pays and that's great. I like to pay for people, all that. But what I will say is that I sort of, fell into going on a date with the most guy's guy I've ever been on a date with. And he's from West West, you know, Santa Monica. He's a bro, right? A guy's guy is usually not my type. Like, I cannot remember the last time that I went on a date with like a straight bro's bro, you know what I'm saying? But it befell me. It befell me in an organic fashion. So I'm on this date with this guy, and the thing about a guy's guy is he's putting his card down. He's paying for everything. And I really just it sort of activated something feral in me i'm not gonna lie he went to like another bar and he went he was gonna go to the bathroom so i was getting prepared to pay for our drinks because he's been paying all night of course i'm gonna pay for the next round but as he's going to leave for the bathroom he turns to me and he hands me his credit card and he goes here's my card get us whatever (laughs) it might be time for me to get away from all these you know liberal snowflakes on the east
1: side. I love this girl. Honestly, I want to bring her on the show. I think that's going to happen. I'm going to get that girl on the show, and we're going to talk about her now transitioning from the liberal snowflakes that she's been dating uh, to a real man, right? Uh, I think there's more to being a man than just putting your card down and paying for dinner and drinks, but it's a good start, right? I mean, the fact that she was going out with all of these people that weren't even paying uh, for her date unbelievable. Uh, That's not something I would be down with. I will be, this might rub someone the wrong way, but if I go on a first date with someone, uh, if they don't pay, I mean, first of all, I I don't know that I've ever had that happen, but I'm just putting it out there. If that ever were to be the case, I would never go out with them again. Um, This girl's great. Uh, I'm glad that the feminism has left her body. I I wish the feminism, and by feminism, I mean like the the toxic feminism um, that we see in so many women these days would leave their bodies uh, because- It's time to get back to more of that traditional type relationship uh, that we are unfortunately not seeing so much these days uh, that will lead to families, that will lead to an increase in population, that will lead to just better things all around. But everyone, I'm all out of time. You know I could talk about this for days. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. You're great. We have one more day left in the week. And then it's, then it's off to the holidays. We are off to the races. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Don't forget, starting January 3rd, all shows will be live on outkick.com. So the address there, outkick.com backslash watch. Go follow me on social media, at charlieonTV. That's where you find me across all platforms. And I will see you tomorrow.